First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy six. Now I think everybody ought to get married. It's, it's, it's wonderful. My wife was a good catch. I caught me one, Elder Baker. My wife and I don't complain about no shoes. She don't compl- I don't say anything about the shoes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just let me know. Just let me know. That's all. Don't, don't shock me. Just let me know. Praise the Lord. First Timothy 6, verse 20 and 21. Y'all have that? Okay, we're reading for the New King James Version. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight we're talking again about avoiding fake news. Father, thank you tonight for the word we're about to receive. I pray, Father, that each person, Lord, who's gathered in this place, and even those who are watching online from all over the world, that, Lord, that we are in tune, we're tuned in, ready to receive the word of God, that, Father, there's no hindrance to the flow of the word, that your word will move swiftly and be glorified among your people. I pray that, God, we, that tonight as we hear the word, we receive it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, your word, which works effectively in those who believe, we receive your word with meekness because it's able to save our souls. So let it flow tonight of this place and confirm your word with signs following we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. amen. And amen. All right, take your seats tonight. He says here, avoid what's falsely called knowledge. He says by professing it or by professing falsely called uh, knowledge, false knowledge, some have strayed concerning the faith. So false knowledge pulls you out of faith. Okay? And so what the Lord has impressed upon me to really impress upon uh, the people of God is that we avoid false knowledge or as we termed it here, fake news so that we don't stray from the faith but remain connected in the faith so that we can remain connected to the spiritual. God's been dealing with my heart on this here uh, heavily over the last several days here that most of the body of Christ is disconnected from the spiritual. That most of the body body of Christ, although if we understand how we're made, we are spirits, we have souls, and we live in bodies. But most of the body of Christ has it backwards, acting as if we are bodies. Let our souls run wild and just just satisfy that our spirit man is saved. But it's much more than just our spirit man being saved. No, we are spirits. So we aren't natural men having spiritual experiences. We are spiritual men having a natural experience. You understand that? Uh, On this planet, uh, your spirit, uh, the only purpose of your body is for you to be legal on this planet. Does everybody understand that? I don't want to go too deep, too heavy. The only purpose of your body is to make you legal on this planet. That's why Jesus Christ, when the Bible says, he had to tell his father, prepare me a body that I may go down. Because without a body, he wouldn't be legal on this planet. Okay? Praise the Lord. And what will happen, the moment your spirit leaves your body, your body falls to the ground. Okay? So without without the, the body, your spirit... You still exist. But without your spirit, your body is no good. You understand that? 
And so if, if once we understand that, then we, then we want to connect rather with the spirit world than the natural world and be governed by the spiritual and not the natural. Okay? And that's what God needs to make sure we get. And I want to help us tonight. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He'll do it. Amen? All right, now, we've been talking about how, uh, just a matter of review here, how Adam operated on revelation knowledge. Remember Adam? Y'all remember Adam? First man, Adam. He operated on revelation knowledge. Adam didn't learn. He discerned. Okay, he wasn't educated. He revelated. In other words, uh, Adam named all the animals. Uh, not all the animals. Adam, he named all the beasts of the field and the fowl of the air, right? And uh, he, didn't, he didn't go to school for that. He just downloaded from wisdom from God to do that. Uh, he fell as he went to sleep. God put him to sleep one day and presented a wife to him. Amen. And he called her bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. Well, how did he know that? Except by revelation knowledge. Okay, so that's the level he operated on. But when sin came in, he fell down to learning. And so man since then has had to now learn everything. So that's why man has to do research and we have to study and so on and so forth, trying to learn. But what God wants to do is take us back to Adam. Jesus Christ is called the last Adam. He's called the second man. Or we could say the, the replacement man. You got it? The whole point is to take us, mankind, back to the way Adam operated, which was just like God. You got it? Now, so we've been talking about how man over the, the centuries, over the, the eons, the eras, man has advanced in knowledge. They've advanced through, we went through the, the Stone Age, you know, we went through the Ice Age, we went through the Dark Ages, the Middle Ages, we, we came into the Industrial Age, now we're in what was called the Information Age. But no matter how far man advances, you can't advance into Revelation. Because revelation is a total different system. You have to switch over to it. Everybody say switch over to it. All right, I brought this up to you on Sunday that the highest levels of human wisdom fall well below the lowest levels of revelation knowledge. I'll say that again. The highest levels of human wisdom fall well below the lowest levels of revelation knowledge. You understand there are levels of human wisdom. I showed you, that's basic, you understand, you go to preschool, and you, or you start out homeschool, then you go to preschool, then you go to you know, kindergarten, grade school, then junior high and high school, and post-secondary uh, post education, which is you know, your, your lower level college, then you go on and on and on. And with all that, with all that research and all that development, it's still below the lowest level of revelation knowledge. Because the, revel the levels of revelation knowledge, y'all know that, starts out at milk, Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow, grow, grow thereby. Then it goes from milk to meat. Then it goes from meat. The Bible talks about strong meat. Then the highest level we, we want to live in is called the honey level. It's the honey of the word of God. It's the sweetness. When you've, you've, you've gotten, you've, you've got, you've nailed some things in revelation. And now you, you begin to understand greater revelation from God. Now remember what I showed you. John the Baptist, Jesus said, he said, John the Baptist was the greatest of all born to woman. He's the greatest. But he said, the least in the kingdom is greater than he is. Okay? So with all man's advancement, 
Man can't advance past or to where you and I come in at. Are uh, you understanding that here? I want to make sure I say that because, because I want to get us to switch. I want to make sure we understand how important it is that we switch over from education to revelation. As I keep saying, I'm not against education. Am I against education? No, I'm not against it, but you can't depend on it. That's not how you're going to get to where God wants you to be. It's going to come by revelation knowledge. All right? Now, look at Luke 16, please. Go to Luke 16 in your Bible. Because we're talking about the fact that you have to force your way past human reasoning. You got to force your way past human intellect over into the things of the spirit. Um, you know, you got to renew your mind. How many of y'all understand that? You must be born again. Jesus said that in John 3. You must be born again. But in Romans 12, too, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we got to get our mindset differently if we're going to uh, function in the things of the, of the Spirit of God. Now, in Luke, Luke 16, it says, uh, verse 14, Now the Pharisees who were lovers of money also heard all these things. Jesus was talk, teaching them things. And they derided him, or as the center column reference says, they turned up their nose at him. They mocked him, okay? Verse 15, and he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Simply, I just want you to understand that God sees things totally different than men see them. So the things that men do to honor themselves, the things that men think, oh, look what we've learned. Look what we've gained. Look, look at all the things we've, we've attained. God says, oh, fooey. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Verse 16 says the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. Everybody say pressing into it. Okay. Which means you got to really push. Uh, give me that verse, verse 16. Uh, let's try Amplified. I think Amplified says something here that was important here. I see that. Yeah, everyone strives uh, violently to go in with forces on what, no, that's, it wasn't amplified. It was, um, I had another translation that you all, give me the CV, was that it? One of those we had Sunday. Everyone is trying hard to get into it. No, I don't, I don't like that one either. There was one that talked about uh, pressing and something else. The passion. The passion. Do y'all, yeah, I, I, that's right, I gave that to you Sunday. Yeah, there it is. The Passion Translation. It, it's one I sent to you because I know we don't have it in our system. Yeah. God's Kingdom Romans preach. People's hearts burn with extreme passion to press in and receive it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's important. Uh, my brother, uh, Elder Warren, uh, spent years in the military, retired from the Air Force. How many years did you do in that, sir? 22 and a half years in the Air Force. And uh, thank God for your service. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, and some of you all, other, other people have been in the military too and so forth. Now, I've never been in the military. But everybody tells me stories about when you first go off to the military, there's something you have to go through. They don't just put you, put you on a uniform. Hey, go out there and here's a gun. Go fight the war. You got to go through something called basic training or another word we like to use, boot camp. And the whole purpose of boot camp 
isn't just to train you on how to hold a gun, how to hold a weapon. It is to deprogram you from civilian mindset, from a, from a civilian way of thinking. Am I right about this, Brother Dwight? <laughs> he, he's the retired from the army. It is to teach you, here is how we eat. Here's how you fold a bed. You think you know how to fold a bed? We're going to show you how, how, not fold a bed, how to make a bed. <laughs> We're going to show you. Here's, I mean, you come in there. I remember uh, my brother, you know, uh, back in the days, uh, when you went to the Air Force, it had to be 1972, 82, something like that. <laughs> 1982. Well, in the 80s, you know, just after that, you had something called Afro, all that kind of stuff was still out, right? So, you know, my brother goes off and he's got nice hair, but all of a sudden we get a picture sent home and he's, he's got this buzz cut and these big old gigantic glasses, you know what I mean? It's like, what in the world is that? <laughs> Dwight, you had one like that too, right? <laughs> what they, you, like, what is that? And everybody has the same picture. Yeah, hey, I want a little bit off. I want a taper cut. Taper cut? It's like five strokes, ain't it, right? Boom, 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 you're done. Next. Right? Now, what, what are they doing? They're going to tell you what time to get up, what time to go to bed, how, whatever. They're, they're deprogramming you from that system because to be effective in the service, you have to have a different mindset. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you might have the same physical body, but we're trying to change you on the inside so you can function in this system. So when you get born again, and so many people in the body of Christ never get to this point, unfortunately. They get saved and on the way to heaven anyhow, but never go through the basic training, through the boot camp of the Holy Ghost, through the drill instructor of the Holy Ghost and say, no, this is how we talk. This is how we walk. This is how we think. This is how we act. This is how we live. Most people in the body of Christ despise the correction of, of, of the Lord. But that correction is meant to make the adjustments on the inside of us so now we can be effective. Glory to God. So now we, we see, now we can see differently. Now we think differently. We're thinking now in the military, you're, based, you're thinking and acting based on your, your military knowledge and your military insight. In the kingdom of God, now, if we really allow God to, to, to do what he wants to do in our hearts, we'll see and act differently based on the spiritual realm, not based on sense knowledge. But it says you have to, for us, we have to have an extreme passion. Tell your neighbor, you, you gotta wanna. I know that's not good English, y'all forgive me for that, but you gotta wanna. And most folk don't wanna. They don't wanna bad enough to go through the transformative process that it takes to be spiritual, not carnal, sold under sin. Paul talked about that the whole to, to the church of Corinth. He said, I want to talk to y'all like spiritual, but I can't. He said, I still got to talk to you carnal like, like babes. 
I, you, you can't handle this truth, these things I want to tell you about because you're still carnal. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Now, he didn't say you're natural. He said you're carnal. Natural would have meant that, that they weren't born again. But carnal meant you're born again, but you're still living like the flesh. And so if you're still living like the flesh, you can't handle the things of the spirit. Because the spirit doesn't deal with the flesh. The spirit speaks the spirit. Deep calls the deep. And so, and so thank God for you all tonight. I really do. That you all are mature enough hungry enough, have an extreme passion enough to press in on a Wednesday night. To press in and say, no, I want to receive the things of the kingdom. I want to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And when you do that, God's going to reward you for diligently seeking him. Amen? All right, now, so, so if you want to uh, soar, we, we read this verse 16, extreme passion to press in and receive it. So if you want to soar, then you got to do whatever it takes to renew your mind to the kingdom way. I told you this on Sunday. I think it was on Sunday. I told you this, how uh, the Lord spoke to me several days ago, a few days ago, relatively, and said to me, uh, take the brakes off. And I knew what he was talking about instinct, instinctively. I knew, take the brakes off. In other words, God wanted me to, to allow him to do what he wanted to do in my life. I realized I was holding God back on some stuff. I was holding God back on some blessings he wanted to give me, on some things he wanted to do in my life. You know, because I just, I felt like, God, you already done so much. I don't need anything else. I love you just for you. <laughs> You're so good to me. I don't, I, what else could I ask for? You're so good. And he said, no, take the brakes off. But today we were praying in, in morning prayer here. And as I was praying, I began to pray that back to God. God would thank you that, you know, showing us how to take the brakes off and just, just, just let you roll. But what he began to impress in my spirit during prayer today was that he wanted to also take the, allow, cause us to take the brakes off and allow him to show us more. Not just to just do more, but to show us more or to reveal more, to let this revelation flow freely in us. There's some things he wants to tell us. There's some secrets. There's some mysteries that God wants to reveal. And he began to impress upon me to push you more. Take the brakes off. Because what, what he, this is, you know, this is what I, what's happening while I'm praying. I'm praying this and I'll be praying, but da 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 ba da da we're taking the brakes off. And all the time he's talking to me saying, okay, you keep, you keep holding back on the people. You don't push them far enough. So I don't know if y'all can handle this. <laughs> y'all like, oh Lord. See, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I know we haven't gone or we haven't taught, when I say we, me, I haven't taught all God showed me. I haven't, I haven't articulated, because you know the Bible says, whatever you see in the dark, speak in the light. But everything I've, I've seen in the dark, I hadn't spoken because sometimes it's just so big. I'm like, God, no, we're gonna, they're going to choke on that. Matter of fact, I'm choking on it. Are you following what I'm saying to you? 
Because if we really would push with what God really wants to say and reveal to his people, it would, it would, it would mess the average person up. It would sure enough mess up a lot of Christians. But you're not the average Christian. I said you're not the average Christian. There's some hunger and there's some thirst in you. There's a desire to know the things of God. There's a desire in you to walk out the things of God. There's a desire in you to have everything God has, to do everything uh, that God gives you to do, to manifest the kingdom of God. You are one of the sons of God that are waiting, that, that the earth is waiting now on you to be revealed. And he, oh my God. The sons of God have to be led, Romans 8, 14, by the spirit of God. So to do that, I've got to shake you out of the comfort of your flesh. He's got to shake us and disturb us out of the comfort of our flesh and the, and the wavering of our soul. Our soul's got to get in check. Too much up and down. Oh, I'm, I'm good today and I'm down. I'm Crazy chicks and dizzy dudes. Settle your soul down. Strap on your belt, bro, so we can go. We can go somewhere in this thing in the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying to you? So, in other words, other words, can y'all handle this? He, he's telling me I gotta take off the kid gloves. Let's take off the kid gloves. Less. Oh yeah, thank you, Lord. He said this other day. Go for it. Y'all remember that? That came, that, 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 came that, that the prophetic word came? Go for it. He's saying, go for it. Let's go for all of Revelation. Amen. Jeremiah 33, verse uh, uh, 1, uh, verse 2. Jeremiah 33, verse 2. Glory to God. Watch, watch, watch God. Jeremiah 33, verse 2. Hallelujah. Thus says the Lord who made it, that's the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Now watch verse 3. Y'all know verse 3? Yes. Call to me and I will answer you. I can shout right there. Isn't it good? You know, there, there are folk who call. They, they talk to Buddha. They, they, went, they went to TJ Maxx and bought them a little Buddha. Right off the clearance shelf. They had they, they little Buddha. They look God on clearance. Don't serve a God you can get on sale, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, but isn't that what God's word said? He said, he said, I got silly people going there. They'll go in the forest, cut down a tree, chop it down, shape it and make them a God, and then burn the rest to warm themselves. He said, how stupid is that? It was just as stupid to be in TJ Maxx or Ross buying your God and go down and kneel in front of him. Gods that can't even answer them. But we have a God who, if we want to, he'll answer by fire. Isn't that what Elijah found out? He said, the God who answers by fire, let him be God. <laughs> How long do you hop between two opinions? Glory to God. So he said, call to me and I will answer you. That's great news right there. But then he said, when I answer you, he said, I'm going to show you not little menial things. Y'all are already past two plus two. Jesus, help me in here. You already passed your ABCs and one, two, threes. Am I talking to the right bunch in here? Y'all are not elementary children, are you? 
And I already told you, God already told me, you know, when I asked the Lord, how am I going to get people to catch up? He says, get them saved and get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if you get saved and get filled with the Holy Ghost, he'll catch up real quick. You got it? So he wants to, he has to do that so he can show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Is there some things you don't know right now? <laughs> Jesus, help us, Lord. I'll show you great and mighty things. They're spending billions of dollars on research. And he said, I can just show it to you. Billions on research, on cancer research. Billions on heart research. Billions on all these different issues that are out there. They, they have all kinds of studies, Tony. We got to study why, how come, how come little children act like this? I can tell you because the, the Bible says foolishness abounds the heart of a child. That's why. I can give you that for $2. Spending billions to find out how come these children acting the fool. Because the Bible says that y'all ain't whipping their behind. That's why they're acting like that. That'll be $8. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can say, we can say, I can say all day. They're they going to do that every year. But God said, I'll, I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Glory to God. And this is what I'm talking about here. He's trying to push us into knowing some great and mighty things. That's why he's saying, he's saying, take the brakes off. So I, I want to show you some great and mighty things. God is a revealer. So he's going to show you great and mighty things. Now let's skip down, please, to verse uh, 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Jeremiah 33, 3. Jeremiah 33, 6. Look at verse 6. It says here, Behold, look, I will bring it to your land, health and healing. I will heal them. Now that's, that's not just healing your land. Now I'm going to heal them and reveal to them, that's the people, the abundance of peace and truth. So he's, not, he's also going to reveal the abundance of shalom. That word peace, shalom. Not just you having a good night's nice rest. It includes that. But this shalom is wholeness. It's nothing missing. It's nothing lacking. Nothing broken in your life. It's perfect soundness in your spirit. Perfect soundness in your body. Perfect soundness in your mind. It's welfare. It's security. He says, I'm going to reveal to you the abundance of it. So now, abundance of it. He already said, I'm going to heal, but then they're going to reveal you the abundance of peace. Peace in includes healing. Y'all don't understand it. So he, not, not just you getting healed, it's you have an abundance of healing. If you got an abundance of healing, you are walking in divine health. You're walking down in divine life. See, God wants to push us from being a people who only believe in him for healing to being a people who believe him that I'm always healthy. Are you hearing me? It's good to get healed, but you'd rather be healthy and have divine life. That's an abundance. Well, you get, when you get an abundance of peace, D, this isn't just a little bit of money in your pocket. This isn't, well, you know, my knees are met, you know. I got $2 left over, I can buy me a cold drink. That's not what this is. Tell your neighbor, that's not, that's not what he's talking about here. 
an abundance of peace, that word shalom includes. You look it up in, in the Hebrew, it's prosperity. It's wellness. Glory to God. An abundance of it. Can y'all handle an abundance of money? Y'all, boy, y'all fooling me. me. I better stop my clock, boy. Y'all talking. Yeah, yeah. I said, can you handle an abundance of money? He said, I'll reveal it to you. Streams of revenue. Streams of revenue. Money coming from everywhere. And you know what happens when money comes from everywhere? For you, now you can be called a priest of the Lord. Now you're free to serve the Lord the whole time. Because you're not clocking in. I'm not clocking in. While I'm asleep, money still is coming to me. While I'm out on a missions trip, money still coming to me. While I'm out ministering on the streets, I'm preaching in church, money still coming to me. That's what he said. That's what I want to reveal to you. The abundance of it. I like the abundance of peace. I, I, like, I like even the, the peace part about, about the protection and security from God. Man, I know people, man, they have, they have, you know, 12 locks on the door. I'm exaggerating. But they, they, for real, I mean, locks on the door, locks on the windows, alarm system, two dogs, shotgun behind the pillow. You know, it's just everything. You know, here we got cameras now, the ring camera. Everybody, you know, that's great. Praise the Lord. But the abundance of peace, he, he said, Isaiah 32, my people are going to dwell in peaceable habitations, secure dwelling places. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. An abundance of it. An abundance of it. And then to boot, an abundance of truth. Oh, now we're getting to the real nitty gritty. Because see, money and all that kind of stuff, it comes. And you, you're, it's meant for us to, to keep sending it out. But the truth endures forever. See, the truth, that, that means you can have the money and integrity. <laughs> See, everything you can you can walk and not and not have to try to cover your tracks. Well, what 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 amount would I put on that form? Come on now, I know because I'm gonna tell you how it works. When I was because this I used to be this way before I got renewed, but you know my mind was renewed. I put one number on a form for the IRS, but a different number on the form when I was trying to get a car. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but I know. I'm talking about, I'm talking about somebody sitting in your area knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, I know y'all have done it. Y'all, you can look at me like, uh, you know, I'm foreign, but. But see, once, once you get transformed and you operate by the spirit, now I don't have to do that anymore. I don't, have, I don't have to try to finagle anything. I can be straight up. I can walk in my integrity. I can maintain my integrity. And the blessings will keep on flowing. My God, I can walk in truth. And the blessings will just keep on coming. I can walk in, in integrity and righteousness. And the money just keep on coming. 
I can sleep at night, ain't worried about, ain't worried about, my wife picked my cell phone up. about that glory to God that's right I might have a cell phone and a P.O. box you know all that kind of stuff secret P.O. box I don't need none of that stuff praise the Lord God gave me everything I need in one package package deal so he's revealing right in verse 3 he's revealing things great and mighty things you don't know verse Verse 6, he's revealing the abundance of peace and truth and healing and health and all that kind of good stuff. Now look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Verse 9, now, now see, after he's revealed something in you, after he's revealed something to you, now he's going to reveal you. Oh, y'all catching this? He's going to reveal some things in you. He's going to reveal some things to you, but now he's going to reveal you. He says, then it shall be to me a name to me. This is for God. This, is, this revelation is for his sake. The first two were for you. This one is for him. He says, it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth who shall hear all the good that I do to them. Talking about you here. They shall fear. The world's going to fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it or that he provides for you. So he's going to bless your socks off and then make the world say, hey, look, look what I did for my people. It's going to be for his name, for his joy, for his praise, for his honor. That's the one of the reasons he's telling me, take the brakes off. Let me bless you. I want to put you on display. Remember the Lord had us preach this last year, making the word attractive? That when you and I, when we walk in the favor and the goodness of God, when you and I walk in righteousness and integrity and we keep our lives clean before God, we make the word attractive? Because people can see, wow, look, the Lord has blessed you, and, and you're still walking right. You don't, you don't get your, your, new, your new Bentley, and then all of a sudden you're washing it on Sunday morning. No, you load up everybody in the Bentley, we're going on to church. We're going to go serve God, praise the Lord. Where you going? Where you going? To eat? No, I ain't going to brunch. I'm going to serve the Lord. See, it's God. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Let me try to settle down here. The more revelation you get, this is what's happening here. The more revelation you get, the more you'll see manifestation of the Spirit. The more revelation you get, the more you'll see a manifestation of the Spirit. Now, I want to I make this specific for you in some areas. So, you need, we, when I say you, understand I'm talking about us together, a revelation of the anointing. Most people in the body of Christ don't have a revelation of the anointing. So since they don't, they don't lean on it. They don't, they don't want it. They don't seek it. They don't make room for it. So they do every, everything is calculated. Everything is by what I can think. But the anointing, I'll talk about this here in a little bit, is, 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 is the power of God, man. But you got to have a, a revelation of it. You, we need a revelation of the blessing. I'm about to teach more on these things here. The blessing. 
We need a revelation of that empowerment to prosper. This thing that's just, man, I'm telling you, I got a revelation on this, on this blessing, man, and it's just, it is, it is uncanny. It's, I dare say crazy just how sweet it is, man. When the blessing is on you, everything just works. When the blessing is on you, like when God told, told Abraham, I'm going to bless you, put the blessing on him, he, he put favor on him, made his name great. <coughs> I remember we had my wife, we were having a conversation with some people, you know, uh, in, in my, my son's uh, baseball organization, and, and everybody came and talking about, man, the people all day, all, they love y'all. They love the Andersons. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, we don't even know them. We, we, I, don't, I don't know them. I've not met them. They said, well, they love y'all. And at first I was like, well, that's, that's crazy. And then the Lord said, no. I said, I'm going to make your name great. When I put my favor on you, folk can't help but like you. You don't have to know them, but I'm going to make sure they know you. Can I get one on that right there? You don't have to know them, but he's going to make sure they know you. So, so many people get bogged down in this hooking and crooking, this, this connection thing, try, try, trying, to, trying to rub shoulders with the right people because I want to make sure I know somebody. No, you don't need to know anybody but him and him crucified and him raised again because he's going to make sure that people know you. I can't help it. I can't help it. It's the blessing. It's the favor of God on my life. What I'm going to do, shut it down? No! I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to enjoy it. Glory to God. So we need a revelation of the blessing. We need a revelation of the covenant. Your word says he's always mindful of his covenant. So we need a revelation of this covenant, this agreement that we have with God, that God has made with us and sealed in the blood of his own son. We need a revelation of that. This covenant that God has with us provides for everything we need. That means you are not only to be struggling about anything. Spirit, soul, or body. We're in covenant with God. We need a revelation of the exceeding grace of God. Of the exceeding grace of God. God's exceeding his ability to do anything. And what happens is if you don't have a revelation of his exceeding grace, then you get anxious. You get anxious. I'm telling you. We're people talking about we're on suicide watch in America. No, we're not on suicide watch. Y'all may be on suicide watch, but we're not. No, because we're not anxious about anything. No, we're, we learn by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, according to Philippians 4. You let your request be made known to God. Why? Because what I understand is he has exceeding grace. You know, that's the name of this church here. This exceeding grace is all about God's ability to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. That means his grace, his power, his ability is big enough that no matter what mountain you're facing, no matter what storm you're facing, no matter what enemy you're facing, no matter what obstacle you're facing, the grace of God is big enough. His power is big enough to overcome anything. It doesn't matter if the deadline is tonight at midnight. There's always Monday. God is not bound by any man's time. Glory to God. 
If the doctors give you three days to live, tell them uh, three days. Let's see, that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All right, doc, I'll see you Monday. I'm going to come walk in the office Monday all dressed up. Hey, doc, how you doing? What, 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 what? Cheating grace, cheating grace. See, but if you don't have a revelation of that, then when the news comes in, Psalm 112. Go to Psalm 112. Woo-wee. I'm talking about how this blessing works on you. Now watch this. Look at Psalm 112 verse 1. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Y'all are good. Bless. Now there's somebody who has the blessing working on his life. Is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty, upon, mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So he's walking around in the power of this blessing. It's the, it's the goodness of God. It's the covenant of God. It's the grace of God on his life. Wealth and riches will be in his house. See, that's, that's, it's a given, ladies and gentlemen. When you get a revelation of that, you don't freak out about finances. Okay? He says in his righteousness, endures forever, which means he's rich and righteous. He's rich and he, he ain't got to hide anything. Glory to God. Verse 4, unto the upright there arises light and darkness. In the darkness he is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Uh, a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Verse 6 is what I want you to see here. Surely he will never be shaken. Are y'all hearing that here? See, you get shaken by the sense realm. You get shaken by the, by the news you hear. You get shaken, Lord, shaken by the things you see, the things that you, you feel in your body. He says he'll never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7, verse 7, here it is. He will not be afraid of evil tidings, of bad news. Because for him, he knows bad news from this sense realm is fake news. Y'all didn't hear what I said. When you get a symptom hit your body, it's fake news. I'm pushing y'all. I'm pushing you. Y'all said you can handle it, didn't you? When you get a symptom that hits your body, it is fake news. Pain, when you feel pain, how many of y'all ever felt pain? Pain, you say, oh, my toe hurts. Well, that, that pain didn't actually, it, the toe is where the issue is, but the pain is an impulse sense from your brain. Any of y'all scientists, medical doctors in here know, can verify? It's, it's in your brain. That's why when you take Excedrin or some kind of Tylenol, it doesn't fix the toe. It just shuts down the signal in the brain. That's all it does. It shuts down the signal in the brain. So it's all sense knowledge. So, so when there's a pain that shoots, it is, it, is, it is your brain sending you some news. Hey, there's an issue. But if you understand and you have a revelation of this covenant, of the blessing, of the anointing, of the exceeding grace of God, of divine health, of divine life, then you know that even that issue 
is temporary and is trespassing. It's fake. The truth is, I'm not, I'm going to be healed. The truth is, I am healed. The truth is, that not, not let the weak say, I'm going to be strong, but I am strong. So anything that contradicts that is fake news. That's why for Abraham to get his manifestation of his son at an old age, the Bible said he did not consider his own body dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. He said, that's fake news. Oh, hey, she old. That's fake news. Abraham, you old man, you can't have no baby. That's fake news. The real deal is God says something and what he said is truth. So his truth overrides, oh my God, all this fake news. So I'm not going to listen to what I feel. I'm not going to listen to what I see. I'm not going to listen to what I hear. I'm going to stand on the truth of God's word because his truth endures forever. That's the real deal news. That's the real deal news. See, this, this, it works in any area of your life. It works in any area of your life. I'm talking about your finances. It's the same way. Your marriage, a marriage will be strong. It works the same way. Oh, we're going to get a lot of good teaching this weekend. But with all that, you got to make sure you take all that teaching and say, okay, now that's truth. And when, when sister girl or a silly man act a fool, you, that's fake news. <laughs> now you can't tell them that. You can just, this has got to be you on the inside. That's fake news. <laughs> can I keep going here? Yeah, you don't, you don't want to instigate anything else. Praise the Lord. But you got you to handle the devil that way. You have to. Some, some people, I don't know who came up with this, but this has passed through the body of Christ for many years now. That FEAR, F-E-A-R, is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real, fear. And there's a lot of truth to that. That fear is, is, is the response to the sense realm. Matter of fact, I gave you this, the, 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 two, the two types of knowledge, right? Remember sense knowledge? Can you get that on the screen, please? Sense knowledge was any information gained or revealed through the senses from human sources. That's what sense knowledge is. Okay, and I told you that and that's where natural men live. And that's where fear is born. That's where fear dominates. And that natural, remember that we just read about that man in Psalm 112. He is not afraid of evil tidings. Hallelujah. If you're shaken by evil tidings, then you need to go back and meditate the word of God a little more. Well, it happens to everybody. No, 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 no. It used to happen to everybody. Be not soon shaken in your mind, the Bible says. Don't be soon shaken in your mind. Don't don't be so easily shaken in your mind. The slightest little bit of news gets you all rattled. Something wrong with that. Can I just tell you the truth? What, what, what the Holy Ghost is really telling me to tell you? Grow up! I dare you to pop your neighbor right on the leg and tell him, grow up! 
toss to and fro with everything comes along in your life. Praise the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to go further than you ever dreamed. I promise you that. You are going to go further than you ever dreamed. You are going to go further than you ever imagined. God's going to be able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think because you're receiving this word from him tonight. He's destroying the barriers, the limitations of spiritual immaturity. We're receiving. All right, so false evidence appearing real. That's it, right? All right, now revelation knowledge, I gave you that. Information revealed to your spirit from above, from divine sources. Okay? Now, this is where born again men live, are supposed to live. Now, people who are not born again can't live on this level. And people who are born again are supposed to live on this level. But unfortunately, most in the body of Christ still live on the sense knowledge level. And because of that, live in as much fear as those in the world. Hallelujah. Paralyzed by it. Just, I mean, that's what fear does. Fear paralyzes you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But we don't live like that. Right? Okay, <clears throat> so faith is born here. And faith operates here. Now, here's what I want you to see. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. We looked at that Sunday a little bit here. Y'all have some more time, right? Okay, whichever knowledge, whichever one of those levels that you choose to operate by, listen to this, connects you to the anointing of that realm. I'll say that again for you. Whichever level, whether sense knowledge a revelation knowledge, whichever one you choose to live by or operate on, connects you to the anointing of that realm. Now, you hear what I Anointing. There's an anointing on the sense level realm, and there's an anointing on the revelation knowledge realm. But they are antitypes. You understand? They are two different types of anointings. One is the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the power of God. And there's also a demonic anointing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. It is the anti-Christ power. I showed you that on Sunday. Y'all remember Sunday? It's the anti-Christ power. That's the anointing that's working in men today. This demonic anointing. Now, that anointing doesn't help them. That demonic anointing is a hurting thing. It is a power. It is an influence. It is an enablement to fail. How many of y'all have ever, um, even, okay, I know, I know spiritually you can, but even, even in the, your natural body, you have felt the anointing. How many of y'all have ever felt the anointing? All right, good. Good. I love the anointing. Oh my God. I love the anointing. <laughs> there, is, there is no high. There is no sexual pleasure that can touch the power or the feeling of the anointing. I say that just straight up. There is nothing. There's no drug. There's no sex. There's no nothing that can touch the feeling of the anointing. 
and I love it. I can, I feel it, I can sense, it's on me now. And I sense it when it's on me and I can sense it when it departs, when it lifts. Because when it's on me, I feel like Superman. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. I mean, I, I, I know it. And then when it lifts, um, I just crash. Am I right about it? Well, the same thing, that same, the anti-anointing comes on the world, and it's, we call it oppressing spirits. It's what, it's what, what is sending people to their deaths to take their own lives. They feel a heaviness. They feel a gloom. Yeah, when it looks like they should be doing well, they're the spirit of heaviness. We have the oil of joy, right? Gladness, but they have this Apostle Derber gave this definition of the anointing. We know it from Isaiah 10, 27 as the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. But he added this part. So it's the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God that does you good and makes you glad. Does you good and makes you glad. So the anti-anointing is a burden loading, yoke building, power of Satan that does you bad and makes you sad. Somebody write that down for me because that just came out. Make sure you write it down. It's on YouTube, good. Y'all make sure y'all go back and write that down. So it's, it's a burden loading, yoke building, power of Satan that does you bad and makes you sad. It's what'll drive somebody who's got all the money in the world to hang themselves take their own lives. It's the, that oppression that turns into depression. It's the anti-anointing. Well, why? Because that is tied to the sense knowledge realm. When you are, you're moved by what you feel, you're moved by what you see, you're moved by what you hear, you're moved by something, oh, this is going on, and, and, and that, that's why, thank I praise the Lord. You, you've, those of you who said you've sensed the anointing, put your hands up again, system, oh, and you feel, you feel like this, man, it's sometimes a tingle down in your toes, man, the anointing, you just, oh, God, boy, let bring a devil on, bow, just, ooh. But when the anti-anointing is on someone, that depression, that oppressing spirit, they've said it. They said, where does depression hurt? Everywhere. That when depression comes on people, they feel it in their physical bodies. When people go around saying, I'm experiencing fibromyalgia, that's a name medical science has put on it that is false knowledge. That is false knowledge. It is depression. It is a spirit of heaviness. You're, you know why your muscles all hurt? Because you're carrying around heaviness. That's why you're hurting, because you're not designed to carry around heaviness. You're bitter, or you're angry, or you're depressed about something, and you've not dealt with it. 
I'm going I'm to tell y'all straight up. I'm going to give you this straight with no chaser because I want you free. I want you healed. I want you delivered. I want you victorious. I want you overcoming. I want you soaring to new heights in the Lord. It's the anti-anointing. And it's all based on picking up your sensors from things from the factors in the sense realm. You're moved by those things. But you don't have to be. You and I are designed to come up out of that, up into the revelation knowledge realm. And when you come into the revelation knowledge realm, now you, you can connect to the real anointing, which is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God, which does you good and makes you glad. All of a sudden, now you walk around with a smile on your face. Hey, girl, what's going on? Everything's good. Hey, bro, what's going on? Hey, solid. Yeah. But what happened today? Everything happened today. Everything happened today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Anything special? Yeah, everything special happened today. Praise the Lord. Now you're walking around, you just want to slap the devil around by somebody. Somebody, somebody turns into, a, into the mall parking space ahead of you. You don't flick them off. You say, praise the Lord, brother. Come on, shout, I'm anointed. Shout it again, I'm anointed. Man, you, you, you ride high. Praise the Lord. You don't fight over. See, when, when you got a revelation, can I, can I, just, can I just veer off? When you, got, when you got a revelation of the blessing and the anointing and the covenant, you don't get in strife. I woke up yesterday morning and I looked over my wife and told her, I said, wow, I just, I just had this dream. And in this dream, we were, the church, we were all together, all of us, not just the Wednesday night crew, all of us were together. And, and the sky looked so vividly blue, like you could see the glory of God in the sky. And all of a sudden, there, this, this strife entered in. And strife was, got between me, between my wife and me, and then between all in the church. And, and the Lord spoke out and said, hey, don't let strife get in there. You're on the brink of the greatest thing in your life. I know, I know what there's no, my wife and I don't have no strife with me. We good, we good, good. But I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll tell the church that. That's for us to know. Don't let strife be in your life anywhere because you're on the brink of something big. You're on the brink of a breakthrough. You're on the brink of an outpour. You're on the brink of the biggest movie you have seen in your life. Don't let strife get in there because strife is, we, oh God, James chapter three. James 3. James 3. Glory to God. James 3 verse 14. It says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking, that word self-seeking is strife. Matter of fact, give me, just give me the King James. Let's go cut, cut right to this. Give me the King James on here, on here. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom or this wisdom where this strife is involved does not come from above but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. 
So when there's strife in there, there's some, there's some, some earthly wisdom that you picked up from your senses. You comparing yourself with somebody else, you competing. When you compare too much, you start competing. And when you start competing, you start talking about each other. Then, 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 then you start consuming each other. That's what the Bible said. You, you start talking about it and you'll, you'll devour each other. You have to destroy each other. He says, this, then, then verse 16 says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion. Come on. So we must make no room, married people, family people, church folk, on your job. Come on now, your next door neighbor, somebody trying to get in the parking space at Publix before you get in there. Don't let strife. Listen. Glory to God. Oh, there's a few every word. Verse 17, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy. Uh, that word easy to be entreated means uh, easy to yield. You yield. I don't have to have my own way. Then it says full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. I'm easy to yield. Do you remember in Genesis 13 when Abraham was blessed beyond measure? The Bible says he was extremely rich in silver, cattle, and gold. Then it says, and, and Lot, his nephew, was blessed too. So much so the land couldn't contain both of them. And the Bible says strife arose between, between Lot's herdsmen and, and Abraham's herdsmen. Now, Abraham has a revelation. <laughs> Abraham has revelation knowledge. He's operating poor God. Help me, Holy Ghost. He's operating by revelation knowledge. We know this because the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that Abraham went out not knowing. <laughs> He's out there by faith. He just went out there not knowing. All I know is God told me to go. That's my revelation. God told me to go. So I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I know it's going to be good because God told me. So he's operating by that. So when strife tries to rear his ugly head, Abraham is the one that stands up and says, no, 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 no. Don't let that be any strife between us. No strife. No. He said, we're brothers. He said, you choose. It's easy to yield. You choose. No, you can have a parking space. Are you hearing this? Because he's got a revelation knowledge on this thing. And so he says, no, you choose. So your Bible says, Lot looked and saw. He went by his sense knowledge and he saw the plains over there. He saw, he saw that land look so good. Oh, we know that Sodom and Gomorrah. He looked at that and said, oh, that looks nice. And his sense knowledge made him choose. Instead of him having enough sense and saying, no, uncle, you got the word. I'm rich because I'm with you. I'm blessed because I'm with you. He says, no, okay, I'm going to look and see what I can see. And so he moved by his sense knowledge and Abraham said, that's fine. He said, if you go to the left, I go to the right. You go to the right, I go to the left because I'm going by faith. I'm walking by revelation and knowledge. See, oh, Jesus. So when you have that, you know, if someone else getting a promotion ahead of you, you don't fight, you can have it. God already told me, promotion doesn't come from the, from the north, from the south, or the west, or the promotion comes from above. I'm not going to fight you over position. I won't fight you over job. I won't fight you over space. I won't fight you to have my way. No, baby, you can have it. It's all right. I got revelation knowledge here. 
forehead. Take it. Right? Lot chose that land since knowledge. The Bible says later on, New Testament, that Lot vexed his own righteous soul, seeing and hearing the things which they did. Because he went by his senses, he ended up vexing his own soul. But after, in Genesis 13, after Lot left Abraham, God said, hey, cool, he gone. Abraham, let me tell you something. Now God says, see all that land around there? Abraham didn't look at it. He heard from God. God said, see all that land around there? Revelation knowledge. I'm giving you all that. See, you're not moved by this sense knowledge realm. You're not moved by what you can see and hear and all that kind of stuff. You're standing on the word of God. I got a revelation. I got a word from the Lord. I'm going to say, it's going to be all right. Come on, tell you that, it's going to be all right. Tell yourself it's going to be all right. Say, self, everything is going to be all right. I got a feeling. I got a word. I got a revelation. Everything is going to be all right. Give God a praise for that right now. Can I keep going? All right, now, what I, what I, was, I, was, I left off 20 minutes ago trying to show you <laughs> that whatever uh, level you operate by connects you to that anointing. Okay? Now, 1 Corinthians 2 is where I was trying to take you here. First, I'm, I'm glad y'all are giving me time to, to preach this here. Because I'm off Sunday, so. 1 <laughs> <First> Corinthians 2. <clears throat> and verse 4. Verse 4. This, listen to Paul. He says, in my speech and my preaching. Whoo! I'm trying to contain this here. My God. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That, or you can write in your Bible, so that. This is very important. So that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So in other words, whatever you, whatever realm or level you, you operate by, you connect to that power. So he said, I, I want to show you this word, uh, the power of God, so your faith is over in this realm and not in that other realm here. Are y'all getting that here? Is that clear to you? All right, now, human knowledge, this is what he's talking about here, human wisdom, listen to this, generates faith in human power. Human wisdom or human or sense knowledge generates faith faith in human power. But revelation knowledge generates faith in supernatural power. That's the whole point he's trying to make here. Because you need your faith to be in the power of God, not in the wisdom of men. 
Because the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, is that the, the, that human wisdom or human power is limited. Okay? I'm gonna, I'll probably close around this area right here. I got a lot more I can say. We have doctors. We have science. We have um, education system. We have all these various uh, human things. <clears throat> and they're, they're not useless, but you can't depend on them. Because human wisdom, human power is limited. Are you hearing me? So I don't want anybody to ever feel in this church condemnation because you're under doctor's care. We preach healing. We preach divine healing, divine life. But I don't want you to be in condemnation on, on, on these things because, well, uh, you, got, you got student loan debt. <laughs> don't, I don't want you in condemnation on that. I want you to see that there's a higher way and a better way that has no limits. Because, let's, 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 can I talk about debt? Talk about credit? Can I talk about credit? How many of y'all have credit cards? Okay, guess what every, almost everybody's, yeah, okay, I, I can say that. Everybody's credit card has a, a credit limit. Oh, absolutely, yes, sir. Unless you have a charge card, like an American Express, there's no limit. And even with that, okay, so everything in this world there's a limit to it. You walk to a, go on a car lot, you're going, you're going to finance a car. Well, they're going to say, well, how much can you afford? How much, how much, how much you want to pay? And you tell them, I can afford $500 a month, whatever, $600 a month, whatever you, whatever you think you can afford. And you tell them, okay, well, praise the Lord. They're not going to say praise the Lord. They're going to say, okay, well, let's, let's, uh, let's look at something. Then, you know, then they, then they, they kind of check you out, scope you out. They say, well, let's, let's go and run some numbers. And when the numbers come back, they're going to say, well, you know, let's look over here. Let's, let's, let's come over here on this lot. We have a beautiful, sweet one owner over here that you, right? Because they're, they're going by limits. Okay, doctors, with all of their uh, scientific research, all that they've learned, there are limits to what they can do. And they know it. They don't, they don't, they don't pretend like they can fix everything. They know it. The problem is for the body of Christ, I don't know if we know it. Because we're asking, asking them to do God-level stuff. <laughs> okay? But, but they, they, they can't. I want you to see this. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 9 to 6. Psalm 119, verse 9 to 6. Glory to God. I want to I want to get you to take the brakes off. <laughs> Psalm 119. My God. In verse 96. New King James reads this way. 
says, I have seen the consummation of all perfection. But your commandment is exceedingly broad. Okay? Now, you could write in there human perfection. Okay? Now, let's look at that same verse in, in the Amplified. Psalm 119, verse 96. Amplified is going to tell us what these Hebrew words mean. Okay? says, can y'all read it with me? Okay, let's read together. Ready to read. I have seen that everything human has its limits and end. No matter... Huh? Uh-huh. Stop. So in other words, in the world, in human, human uh, in, in humanity, there are some extensive things, some noble things, and excellent things. There are some, man has made great strides in medical research. Man has made great strides in education. Man has made great strides in all these different areas of, of humanity. Yet he says, no matter how much, how, how, how it is, I have seen that everything human, everything human has its limits and end. But your commandment, your word is exceedingly broad, come on, and extends without limits. So the only unlimited power is the power that comes from, the, from God. The only unlimited power is the anointing. The only unlimited power is the supernatural power of God. So that's why God doesn't want us relying on a limited system. That makes it plain, sir. Get over here where there's no limit. Y'all remember that group? No, no limit. There's the, uh, 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 P, uh, what was that guy's name? Master P. Make him say, huh. No, 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 no. Some of y'all remember Master P? No limit soldier. God wants some no limit soldiers in his army who don't, don't live by the limits of this world system. They don't get entangled in the affairs of this civilian world. They don't live by the limitations and the boundaries of this system. They say, no, Lord, I'm going to live by your word because your word has no limits. That means even with, with the word of God, even if it's stage four, your word can bust up a stage four cancer tumor. Even if the, the doctor says it's inoperable. It's inoperable? Yeah, because see, if we, if we get in there with a scalpel or even with a laser, we could damage a nerve over here. Well, I know another laser. The word of God is quick and sharper than a two-edged sword. It is so precise. It can even divide soul and spirit. How do you manage that? Your knife can't divide bone from marrow, but the word of God can divide soul and spirit. I'm not going to rely on you and your methods. I'm going to rely on God's word and what he can do. Give God a shout about that. Sharper than a two-edged sword. With God, there's no Tumor, there's no growth, there's nothing in your body that is inoperable. If it's in your brain, he can operate on it. 
if it's in your esophagus, he can operate on it and leave you still talking. You don't want back surgery because back surgery is a 50-50 chance. Ain't no 50-50 chance with God. God can do anything and not mess you up. God is so precise with his surgery. He cut Adam open, cut, split him wide open, pulled out a rib, made a woman, and then hemmed him back up and he didn't even have a scar? How in the world? He didn't have a kill on or nothing? How in the world? Because, oh my God, his word has no boundaries. The word has no boundaries. Now, now let, let, me, let me finish here. I'm out, of, I'm, out, I'm out of time, out of time. And we'll pick this up next week. All right, Psalm 119. Hey, 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 Switch to the message translation, please. Psalm 119, let's go to verse uh, 96. I see the limits to everything human but horizons can't contain your commands. All right, now let's, I want to keep going here in the message translation. Look at verse 97. We're going to go all the way through verse 104, okay? 97, go ahead. Oh, how I love all you revealed. Revelation knowledge here. I reverently ponder it all the day long. Come on. Your commands. An advantage over your enemies. And don't look at folk. Not people. You have an enemy, the devil, an adversary, the devil. That's your real enemy. And everything he's bringing against you, that's your enemy. But his word, God's command, will give you an edge over sickness. It'll give you an edge over poverty. Give you an edge over life. Give you an edge over strife. Give you an edge over confusion. Give you an edge over drama. They never become obsolete. Your commands, your word never becomes obsolete. Verse, verse 99, I've even become smarter than my teachers. Now, these are my, the, the world of teachers who are teaching me their stuff. I've become smarter than them since I've pondered and absorbed your counsel. Verse 100, I've become wiser than the wise old sages simply by doing what you tell me. Obedience. Verse 101, I watch my step of one of the ditches and ruts of evil so I can spend all my time keeping. This is good, ladies and gentlemen. I'm avoiding ditches and ruts here. Verse 102, I never make detours from the route you laid out. You gave me such good directions. That's GPS, you understand? Verse 103, your words are so choice. So tasty. I prefer them to the best home cooking. Now, some of y'all got to say that by faith. Some of, some of, some of. Mm. 
right now. Watch this last one, verse 104. Verse 104. With your instruction, I understand life. That's why I hate false news. I hate fake news. I hate fake news. I want to read Psalm 119, verse 104 in the easy-to-read version. Easy-to-read version. I gave you this uh, to the media department. I gain understanding from your instructions. So this, this is how your pastor feels, ladies and gentlemen. I hate anything that leads people the wrong way. This is how I feel. This is why I preach and sometimes raise my voice. Sound like I'm yelling at you. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling for you. Because I hate anything that leads people the wrong way. That's what a shepherd is all about. I hate that misleading system. I hate that Babylonian, that world system. I hate that fallen man system that gets people trapped. It's a slavery system. Next Wednesday, I'm going to teach you this. I might even use this as my subject. Slavery is a choice. I might, I probably, I probably use that for my subject as well. Slavery is a choice. Now, I did not say slavery was a choice. I said slavery is. So don't y'all go put me in categories with folk and start shooting me down. I didn't say it was a choice. I said slavery is. Because there's so many Christians who are enslaved by the world system today. Yet the Bible says whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Now that we've been freed, we've escaped this corruption that came through lust, but yet through our ignorance, we keep getting back into slavery, getting back entangled in the world system when God has meant for us to be free as a bird, to live and run free, to enjoy an unlimited life. And that's what God wants us to enjoy. How many of y'all want that, that kind of life? A life so unlimited, you can, you can not only live and flourish on your own, but you can, you can bless anybody that comes across your path. Don't have to think about it. Just do it. I was there this morning getting, getting the car washed. The car needed to be washed, and I didn't feel like washing it this time. So I went and took it to the car wash. And I'm sitting there in the car wash. I see a car pull up, and it's got a disabled veteran tag on it. You know what I heard, don't you? Same thing you just heard. Pay for that. I ain't had to think about it. I ain't had to think about it. Pay for it. You think I'm think I'm moved by that? No, no, come on. No, no. I'm talking about when you're blessed and live unlimited. You can't keep it all to yourself. You looking for ways? And 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 I didn't go. Hey, sir, I paid for your car. I didn't do that. I, I, I said, lady, ma'am, how much is that car? She said, boom, boom, boom. She said, I'll be sure to tell him. Not not before I leave. Let me get out of here. I'm not doing this for him. 
I mean, he's blessed by it, I'm sure. That's just what we do when you live an unlimited life. That's how God wants us to live. Amen. Now, see, if you insist knowledge realm, you'll be counting your duckies first. If I do that, then I'm, only, I'm only going to have uh, $13 left. And, you know. No, revelation knowledge, you don't count how much you're going to have left. Uh, revelation, revelation knowledge, you think about when I do that, it's going to be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Get on your feet and give God a big shout of praise tonight. That's all the time I have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hate that system, ladies and gentlemen. I hate it because I see it destroy people's lives. I'll deal with this next Wednesday. Um, you know, it's, it's a choice. Slavery is a choice. So make sure, don't let me forget that. Slavery is a choice. I'm going to show you it in Scripture. I'm going to walk you right through Scripture and show it to you. <laughs> it's a choice. Show you how it tangles. It it, it 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 was so crazy. We saw this commercial last night. For there's a lawsuit now, a class action suit for anybody who's ever taken a prescription drug called Abilify. Now, Abilify is used for psychosis, mainly for depression. So, if you ever have been depressed, uh, clinically depressed, the doctor with doctors called you depressed, they want to prescribe, they prescribe Abilify. Well, the, the lawsuit, the class action suit is out now because the, they found people who have taken Abilify now are addicted to gambling, sex, and food. Compulsive behaviors. They're saying Abilify is what's causing it. So, they, so now, now people can, if you've lost an extreme amount of money gambling and can prove you were on a billify, you can become part of this class action suit. Now let's think about this here. Now I'm, just pretend, I'm depressed. I'm depressed because something's wrong in my life. I'm depressed. So now I take a billify, so now I'm eating all the time. Well, I gained 70 pounds I'm much more depressed now than I was when I first started taking a bill. Well, okay, now I'm gambling all the time too. I wasn't even gambling before, but now I'm gambling all my money. Now I just lost my whole rent check and my, all, all my stuff. Now I'm really depressed now because now I'm promiscuous of having sex with everybody. Now I came home and I'm like, who was I with? I don't even know. Now I'm really depressed. Because it's a failed, fallen system. But it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. God said, I set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing, choose life. And both you and your children, your seed may live. Choose life. And life is not on the sense knowledge realm. Life is on the revelation knowledge realm. You got it? Lord, thank you tonight for your word and your spirit. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for revelation that's been flowing in this place. I, I certainly thank you for 
the people you're, that, that have gathered, I feel they've tugged and they've pulled on the anointing. They've pulled on the revelation, Lord, that, that you've given uh, tonight. And I thank you for them and their, their desire and their earnest hearts and their hunger. I thank you that, Father, that, Lord, you've allowed uh, the word to flow freely in this place. And I ask that the seed of the word that has been sown in each heart takes root and that it begins to produce in us life. You said in your word that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you please. It'll prosper in the thing to which you sent it. So let the word produce abundance in our lives. We thank you tonight for revealing to us the abundance of peace and truth. That, Lord, that we know how to operate on a different level. I thank you, Lord, that even as we have so many of us and for so long have operated on the sense knowledge realm, Thank you that you didn't let it destroy us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As a matter of fact, thank you that you redeem our lives from destruction. Even if it's our own fault. And now, now, we come up by revelation. We come up to a level that we can begin to flourish in this era of flourishing. God, do something extraordinary in each and every one of our lives. I thank you that, Father, you continue to keep us and bless us in all we do, that you continue to bless each person, that as we chew on this word, it becomes more real every day, and that we live in the right anointing, that anointing that comes upon us, that removes burdens, destroys yokes, that does us good and makes us glad. We give you praise and glory for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give God a praise tonight. Praise the Lord.